And what's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome to a Triple X episode of New Normal Wrestling. That's right, welcome to episode 30. First, it's me, it's me, it's JCB, Johnny Bones, in the house, and I am not here alone. I am here with a true legend in his own sense. He is an NNW original. He will go down in history as the voice of the voiceless. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my favorite DJ and yours, DJ Maddie G. Bonesy, Bonesy, Bonesy. What's up, brother? Maddie, How are you? Maddie, Maddie, I am fucking great. But I'm I'm, a it, feel, I'm feeling a little a little unlavish today. Yeah, man. There there there's three things I really hate in this world. I don't like Christmas. I hate children, and I can't stand when new normal wrestling is a two man booth. I know. We are a lack of lavish today. Yes. You, you can't have the hounds of justice with only two of us. We need to have our third free bird. To really, truly make it a new day. You see how I just tie that? Wow, that was fantastic. That was pretty good, right? That was fantastic. That was was shield, free birds, and oh my God. Dude, that was great. Thank you. You see, Brother Wade, even in your absence, I'm still keeping it lavish the best I can. But since this is going to be an unlavish episode. Yeah, yeah, Wade still gets a better entrance than me, and he's not even here this week. (laughs) But since we're going to be unlavished today, and of course, it's a triple X episode, X-rated episode of New Normal, we're not going to have a format. We're just going to go gangbusters right into the list. (laughs) We're we're going to go gangbangs on the triple X show? Gangbangs on the triple X show. (laughs) Oh, what did I say before? Yeah, man, we're we're not lavish and we're triple X-rated. This is like 80s porn today. Yeah. So we're we're, we're just going to raw dog it. Might as well just stay, <laughs> stick with it, right? And just go. We're gonna go all in, like, all yeah. the way in. We we have learned our yeah yeah. We're we're not we're not playing just the topics. Um, we we are definitely earning our that we are, Maddie. Uh, your audio just cut out, brother. Are you back with us? No, you're good now. Yeah, I'm here. Let me let me check where I'm at. Hold on. Yeah, I'm on the I, I can hear you now. So. Can you hear Without me? further ado, we're going to synchronize our clocks for an hour and 15 starting now. Because some way, Maddie, we're going to get through this episode without Brother Wake is where there's a wheel. There's a way, as Johnny Gargano once said. <laughs> oh, man, Johnny Gargano. So, By the way, killing it again this week. What a great segment with that North American Championship. I love what they're doing with Leon Ruff. That that kid is going to be a future star, and I they're already he already has the makings for it. And I love, it. I love what they're doing with Punishment Martinez. Finally, yep. you know he's he's getting he's getting good screen time. He wasn't just a title holder. He mm-hmm. lost the belt, and he's still in the scene. Plus, you know, he took a big slap from Ruff this week. Like, yeah. I really really like what they're doing with the Damian Priest character right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm buying into that wholeheartedly. Right, agreed. Agreed. But listen, there's so much we got to talk about today. So let's start off number one on my list. Biggest news that dropped in the past 24 hours. The WWE Thunderdome will be heading to Tampa Bay's Tropicana Field beginning Friday, December 11th. So that'll be on an episode of SmackDown. SmackDown. So starting in December, we're going to have a new backdrop for the Thunderdome uh, going through the end of this year into 2021. 
I think this opens up a lot of doors for WWE because the Thunderdome in itself is great. Great but, idea. You know, we haven't talked about it enough and really given it uh, g- given it the praise that it deserves. But the CWC, the Capital Wrestling Center, Oof. ten is out of ten. Such a great venue. How they incorporate the live with the virtual fans. Yep. Uh, you know, if if they're going to keep the Thunderdome as a thing with WWE, this is their opportunity to do that. Yep. At, at a venue like the Tropicana Field. Now, my question for you, Bonesy, Tropicana is a baseball stadium in that area, is it not? Correct, the T- Tampa Bay Rays. So it is domed or completely open? I think it's either or. The pictures I saw, I think it had half. Ooh, that's a good question. You know what? See, me because my, my thing is, like the tropical storm just rolled through was that last week or two weeks ago and AEW right. was able to keep going because it was an amphitheater. Now, right. It was funny to watch the smoke. Remember they did the, uh, they did the pop for Jericho's birthday and yep. like it was something like a thousand balloons and none of them got into the picture because the, of the wind, but the ring is mm-hmm. covered. So yeah. your performers can perform in a hurt well, in a hurricane. It would be a different story. So I'm exaggerating there, but obviously they could perform in a tropical storm. I wonder if, if as a baseball stadium, they're going to run into those problems. But if it's got if it's got a covering to it, um, yeah. Well, it does. It is a dome stadium. So so that that begs the question: uh, Are they going to be allowed to have live fans there because it's not that outdoor element? So it, it's not, but it's big enough where you could still social distance. distance. Uh, the fans similar to what they're doing over in new Japan and what new Japan has been doing for quite some time now, since a long time now for, for a few months at this point. So yeah, in the grand scheme of things, what, what are they at? They're, they're at uh, I think they're up to 40% now. Are they not? Yeah. 40% capacity at this point. And, but, but they were also saying that the Japanese fan um, is a more, not that they're not excited or exuberant, but they're a more reserved and respectful fan. It's a different kind of situation. They don't stand and yell and spit and cheer as much. They're more of a sit and applaud kind of crowd. So right. I know that they were talking about, you know, it not being a fair comparison, but at the same point with what AEW is doing, it looks like if you get a group of tickets mm-hmm. and it's you and, you know, your family or, or your immediate friends or whatever, you can sit in what they're calling pods. So mm-hmm. you might look in one section might have 10 people in it, but they're all in one group together. And then all of the sections around them are empty. And then you look at another section, it might only have two people. Right. So I, I think, I think they're doing a pretty good job with that. Another thing that struck me as odd was um, when they were selling the ticket packs, AEW is selling three tickets and they start at $45 for mm-hmm. all three. I have got to give kudos to AEW because yeah. right now with the limited seating, they could be charging, they could be charging $500 a seat and somebody would pay for it and they're not going for the cash grab. They're letting their fans come in. I don't know how hard it is to get a ticket. We're based in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. For those of you listening and AEW is based in, uh, uh, I guess that's central Florida, central Florida, Jackson, no, yeah. North central mm-hmm. either. Oh, Jackson. Yes. Yes. That's Northern Florida, Northern Florida. Okay. Um, I, I don't know why I was thinking Orlando for some reason right then. Um, you know, they could be going for a cash grab right now and they're not. So I got to give them kudos for that, but it'll be interesting to see if WWE follows suit with, with the NXT style that you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I wish they would do is not sweeten the audio as much 
Right. Um, the CWC is killing it. The only thing I, I, I don't mind the, 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 the fake crowd noise for the one, two, three, but when they add in their own, this is awesome. They added in their own. Holy shit. WWE did a yep. holy shit chant during a pay-per-view. Um, there are certain things that are obvious. And a lot of times on TV, I can't hear the commentary. So I'm hoping that with the move to the new venue, maybe they work out some of those kinks where they can blend technology and uh, the human factor. Agreed. Agreed. So excited to see this new move and excited to see a, a new backdrop now for the WWE program and moving into the new year. But let's yeah. move on down the list. Uh, Ring of Honor has announced Final Battle is returning uh, on December 18th, available on pay-per-view or on the Honor Club. This is going to be the first big event Ring of Honor has had since before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Now, Final Battle 2019 was when PCO defeated Roosh to win yes. the Ring of Honor Championship. Mm-hmm. And, and I was right. at Final Battle Fallout live when it came to Philly. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, it was the week after. That's where, all those, uh, that's where all those photos came from. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, right now they're already uh, preparing a lot for this car. They already have uh, the, the return of EC, not the return of EC, actually, the debut of EC3 the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. And now he wants to go one-on-one with Jay Briscoe. To oh, prove, God. To prove if Jay Briscoe... Uh, his honor is real. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the Bateman clash in a grudge uh, match. Uh, Matt f- Taven, former, Bateman. former world champion, Jay Briscoe. Uh, yes. He, he, like, like I, I know there's an awful lot of people that only look at them as the tag team, as the brothers, but they were, they were just like the Hardys and, and, and others before them. They have both had excellent and significant singles competition in their past. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry. Sorry to, sorry no, no, to of course, of course. Uh, so right now, this, like I said, they're setting up a lot also with uh, Bateman and Matt Taven. They have uh, something going on right now with Gresham and the Foundation and the Pure Championship, as well mm-hmm. as uh, Shane Taylor and Kenny King. So a lot's going to be unraveling <laughs> as we get closer to, to final battles. So we'll be sure to give you guys more of a preview as the card is announced. Let's move over now to AEW. Some news in AEW. AEW signs Matt Seidel. Hey, listen, I, I think it's a good get for them. I think... AEW is a good spot for Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel has been doing pretty well for himself on the indies, whether it was Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor. I believe he had a stint in Impact, if I'm correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and now I I don't watch Dark. I know you watch Dark every week. How has Matt Seidel's showing been on Dark over the past few weeks? Uh, I, I, I hate to say this, but I just feel like there's so many people that have his style. I think the Matt Seidel thing was huge 10 years ago mm-hmm. because he was different. And now right. there's so much like him. I can tell you, I'm, I'm not disappointed. They, they, you know, he's got talent. He, he's got a lot of experience behind him. I, I think the thing that AEW is doing better than, than most other companies at this point is having their older talent guide their younger talent. Um, they really are making stars, i.e. a Darby Allen, uh, you know, they took a Ricky Starks who was obviously well beyond his, uh, he was a bigger star than I think the NWA YouTube show had planned for and AEW right. blossomed that a little bit. I just, uh, I just think, I, I hate to say this. I just think of, of Matt Seidel as another roster guy when it mm-hmm. comes to AEW. I feel like that there are other guys that do his shtick just as well right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I definitely agree in terms of uh, style. There's a lot that do that same style. So there's nothing that really makes him stand out. So we'll have to mm-hmm. see how they utilize him. Right now, it's a good spot for him to be on AEW Dark to kind of build his character there. I, and and Dark has been phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. the, the This past week, I think, was just uh, just shy of two hours. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the shorter ones they've had in the past month. They've been two hours plus two and a half hours. And the nice thing about Dark is, you know, you get a couple of your YouTube commercials added in. But there's very few promos. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of just wrestling, 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 wrestling. Right. Um, you know, you're getting a lot of uh, of storylines. Uh, there's some storyline progression, but not where as if you don't watch Dark, you're going to miss anything. However, they do fill in a couple of those little gaps in storytelling. Um, you also get to see a lot of the women's roster really work out. Yeah. You know, uh, Serena Deeb has been on quite a bit on dark uh penelope ford is almost always on dark you do get to see big swole primarily on dark mm-hmm. uh, she was in the main event of dark the, the the first of two main events in dark this past week um it's a great platform right uh, if if matt seidel is going to primarily be a guy on dark that maybe maybe he's viewed as more of a coach maybe he's the guy where they bring in somebody a la a Ricky Starks has a match on dark and Matt Seidel gives them the AOK. I don't know what his role is going to be, but yes, dark is a good spot for him right now. I think with only two hours of commercial laden TV time, there's too many stories going on right now to start introducing new old guys. Right. I want to backtrack to what you were just saying about how uh, AEW dark really helps to showcase the women's wrestling. Women's Mm -hmm. wrestling is going to be, uh, a lot of the conversation pieces we have on today's episode, because women in wrestling, uh, a lot, let's just say a lot went on. So let's start with oh, yeah. that. And let's talk about the one and only the man of the women's division. Becky Lynch has made a return to social media and also broke the Internet with her pregnancy photos. That's the sound of my laundry being done. Uh, <laughs> Fresh hot laundry. Yeah, buddy. Towels. Nice warm towels. Dude, I would wrap myself up in one right now. Right. So anyway, Becky Lynch is back uh, with some amazing photos of her pregnancy with her and Father Rollins. Uh, Definitely miss Becky Lynch. We've talked about it a lot over the past few weeks. WWE's women division is really lacking. Uh, I always use the word substance. And I feel like with stars like Becky Lynch, Charlotte, who have not been on TV for a while, yeah, like, man. Even even a Ronda Rousey, there's a lot that they're they're missing out on. But nice to see Becky Lynch doing well. Uh, My favorite photo was where they swapped the heads, so it was Becky oh, holding yeah. a <laughs> pregnant Seth Rollins, the, you know, the man's man. Yep. Uh, so so that one that one made me chuckle. But as far as the rest of them, uh, she was a champion and went and got knocked up. Yep. See ya. See yeah. ya. Bye bye. Yeah. Bring back Charlotte first. Yeah. It's fucking fucking Seth Rollins' fault for that but uh, i believe she is due pretty soon if not by the end of the year i think in january uh so which means we're probably going to see rollins off tv and that's the rest of my laundry you're going to hear that probably one or two more times by the way they've been they've been teasing they've been teasing that for for a hot minute now yeah rollins is probably going to take a substantial amount of time off after Mm -hmm. after survivor series i think they we might not see him on tv for the rest of the year if not you know, uh, um, Survivor Series is this weekend. So what? That would be five weeks would be the rest of the year. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see him until 
right until January the, Royal Rumble yeah, until the Rumble maybe even Mania you know because I mean they haven't done he's not going to take that much time off they haven't done much else with Rollins besides keeping him in the storyline between with the Mysterios and Murphy which has been going mm-hmm. on since July and truth so, be told I missed this past Friday so I know a lot happened uh, I have not seen Smackdown this week yet well, he is facing Murphy tonight on SmackDown. Okay. So, yeah, he will be facing oh. Murphy tonight. So, that blow up. Oh, there you be go. Tonight. Yeah. There, there I kind of little... wish they would have held it. But, again, if he's going to be off TV after Survivor Series, it makes sense for them to blow this off with him and Murphy tonight. Now, what's, what's, what's Rollins' Survivor Series gig? He's on the, um, the SmackDown team. Right, but that that's it. Nothing that's else. It. He's not the captain. He's nope. not anything. Okay, so this could be uh, this could be the maybe the beginning of an injury tonight. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Murphy knocks him out altogether and takes his spot. That that could be possible too. There's a lot of different ways they could book okay. this. Okay, so. so this is this is a big weekend for WWE, especially mm-hmm. in my eyes. We've talked about this in the past, um, where Survivor Series was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Survivor Series was huge. And now uh, Conrad Thompson uh, said this on one of his podcasts the other day and the phrase stuck in my brain because the minute he said it, I thought of Survivor Series. I feel like this is a show to get us to the next show. Right. That, that's unfortunately what it feels like when it shouldn't feel like that. But also no. look at how many times we talk like this about WWE events prior to it airing. And then when the show airs, we're like, holy it, shit, what it was a good. fucking great pay-per-view. So... It's been a very lackluster build, but I think we're going to see a lot happen in the event itself, which is kind of making me excited to watch Survivor Series this weekend. I've got to tell you, my man, if that happens again, where where I am extremely disappointed in the build and for the most part, Raw as a whole getting to this, if this pay-per-view kicks ass, I might jump on that bandwagon of giving up week-to-week WWE TV and just, and watching just watching their pay-per-views yeah. because I mean, I, I feel like at least 15 or 20% of the pay-per-view is recaps. Anyway, exactly. over an hour of raw is recapping what already fucking happened on raw. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, we already have a new pay-per-view what once every four or five weeks anyway. So it's not like you're yeah. be missing much. You catch everything up right there in one pay-per-view. Uh, yep. And we are going to give our predictions uh, before, at, the, at the end of the show for Survivor Series this weekend. Let's move on to Impact Wrestling. We just had Impact Turning Point this past weekend, which Woo! was a pretty good show. I, I think compared to past uh, pa- past shows that we've seen so far this year, this one may not have been the biggest one, but we were wrong on a lot of our predictions. Let's also keep in mind that this was a network special. This wasn't mm-hmm. a pay-per-view. Um, I was taken back. I thought it was excellent. Top to well, first of all, we were fucking very wrong, wrong on our predictions. Um, mm-hmm. I said this to you during our pre-show meeting. Um, the thing I like is that Impact is going to be giving their Impact Plus subscribers um, a free preview every month. They're mm-hmm. going to have a monthly special like they just did, and I don't know if they had announced that before or not. You know, I caught a couple. You know, the Bash at the Brewery and this and that. But I think because of all of the changes that happened in this and the amount of story that moved forward, this past show 
in your opinion, wasn't one of their best, but to me, it got me hook, line and sinker for the fact that anything can happen. These mm-hmm. aren't free purviews or warmups. These are now must see shows for impact. Right. I don't know. It, it I think it, because the card had a couple matches that I feel like we could have done without and possibly replaced with different matches. Like honestly, the, the X division match, uh, uh, Rohit Raju versus cousin Jake, feel like it could have been a different opponent than cousin jake i really wanted to see tjp in there uh i'm really rooting for tjp to take that title uh but did you notice this past week tjp's backstage um backstage with conversation with scott Diamore? because oh. don't forget tjp was suicide at one time i that, and they showed suicide and then suicide got interrupted with the addition that we'll talk to and talk about in a moment yeah but yeah the the minute scott kept saying that my thought was uh, did it run out? Uh, did it? That's way, way to go, Maddie. Radio land. Just let people know. Did did the trademark run out? And is he going to come back as TJ Perkins? Is mm. he going to don the suicide outfit? Which a lot of people. I mean, we just had uh, Trey Miguel's suicide in a pay per view. What was that? Just a few months ago. Yeah. Oh. oh do we have a visitor and- from? Do we do we have the future Mrs. Bones? Yes, the future Mrs. Bones just got home. And hi, that was AB. Me blowing her a kiss. Matt, Maddie says hi, babe. No, I said hi, AB. Oh, oh. He said hi, AB. She's not going to know what AB is, is she? Uh, Amanda Bones. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like that but, they didn't give us the TJP match. I think that they left a little something in the bag. You know, right, right. Uh, there, there was there was the the tag team title change. There was the women's title change. There was an all Japan uh, debut. There was a lot that happened. I think if they had put, you know, TJP finally beating Rohit, who I do not think needs to drop the title right now. I love this. I love this chase. I Mm. love the chicken shit. Rohit. I, I think, I think the things that you thought were misses, in my opinion, they were good placeholders to beef up the runtime. We got a quality show, and some people probably got a little bit of an extra payday in there. You know, maybe right. maybe they won't be on the next pay per view, but they were on the monthly impact special. So I'm I'm kind right. of okay with it. I, I I think I see things slightly askew. The one thing I, I'm kind of a little underwhelmed with is Brian Myers. I I feel Completely. like. Because he came to Impact for something big, and I feel like he hasn't really shown up. He's the the most professional wrestler. He has a be- a, a better look. I like his look, mm. but like he hasn't really won that many matches. He fights Tommy Dream. Nothing against who he's fighting, like Tommy Dreamer, Swoggle. It's like I want to see more more depth in the Brian Myers character. And also, I think Swoggle got over more than Myers in this. Like right. like Swoggle was always just you know Vince McMahon's son or mm. what whatever whatever the hell gimmick they were doing. And he has some wrestling ability. He, he definitely mm. does. I'm not downplaying that at all. But I feel like they. I feel like Swoggle took a step forward and Myers mm-hmm. took yet another step, step back. back. Yeah. I think you brought this up a few months ago, whereas he needs more depth to his character. When he first came in, mm-hmm. he was playing the same thing that everybody else plays. I was at the other place. They treated mm-hmm. me poorly. I deserve better. And then all the other people who have been released or re-signed or whatever have then graduated from there. They came over, they had the chip on their shoulder, they spoke their piece, and then mm-hmm. really honed down to their character, be right. it an EC3 or somewhere along those lines. 
I feel like Brian Myers is the only guy who's still like, I'm the most professional. It's I just, I don't, I don't buy the shtick and you're right. He needs Mm -hmm. a couple of marquee wins or he needs to take an L and go ape shit on somebody. He needs to lose his fucking mind. He is the epitome. You said this last week, he's vanilla. His, his, his gimmick to me seems very like, it seems like a wrestler I would see at my local, you know, I got that promotion around the corner from my house and their ceiling is so low. They can't even go off the top rope. I Mm. feel like Brian Myers would be there working his shit out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only because of of things like that, that I felt like this show, I I wouldn't give this show an A minus. I, this is like, this is like a B plus show. Oh yeah. This was, you know, but you know what, if you can feed me a strong B show every month, on a, a platform I'm already paying for with characters I give a shit about that moves the story along a little bit and I might see a major title change, I'm all in. Right. Let's talk about some of the big matches from Turning Point because we still got a lot more to hit on tonight. But let's yeah. talk about that that Knockouts Championship title change. Oh, so I good. honestly did not think Deanna was going to retain, uh, not retain, win the title back in. But first of all, congratulations, Deanna, being a two-time Knockouts champion in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really thought, you know, with Sue Young winning it, they were going to kind of run with that. But also, I think Sue Young winning it at, um, what was that? Which, uh, oh, uh, Bound for Glory was kind of reactionary because of the whole Kylie Ray incident. Uh, maybe it was just, maybe it was, maybe the point was for Kylie Ray to win it and then it to go back on Deanna regardless. I mm. uh, don't know how the booking was supposed to be, but very happy to see Deanna with it. I, I also don't think we say this a lot. I don't think Sue Young loses a damn thing. No, she, she has had the title There's before. Nothing. She'll have the mm-hmm. title again. And right. I like what they did because in the promo of the fallout, Deanna even, even plays with something that most people don't play with a right. lot of, uh, a, a lot of promotions kind of hide the fact that people are playing hot potato. Deanna, you know, she, she, she turned into it. She said out loud, I never thought I'd be a two-time champion. I've only right. been here, you know, what was it, six months? It was mm-hmm. great. And and I really want to a damn fine match. And, and I want to elaborate more on what I've said about Deanna since she won the, the championship back at Slammiversary. For a little while, I wasn't really buying into her as a heel. I felt like she was uh she was a female wrestler playing the part of a bad guy. She's okay. starting to really grow into her character, and I think her being partnered up with, with Kimberly oh, has great. really helped yeah. her too. She has someone to, to, to bounce things off of and feed off. I like, I like their, their interactions with each other as well. But I think yeah. for right now, the knockouts title is going to kind of take a backseat to the knockouts tag titles as we're getting ready for that uh, with the tournament, I believe starting this upcoming week where the brackets were just announced uh, this week as well. So, but also going back to the X division title match, you know, Rohit Raju retaining over, uh, over cousin Jake, we did have the. It seems like the return of Joe Doring, a a funny looking big man who is uh, well known over in old Japan. From the way the commentary sounded, like he was he did have a stint in TNA or Impact at one point. So now he is teamed up with Eric Young, and just from this past week on Tuesday, those two were wreaking havoc. Uh, on everyone that they can get their hands on or they came across, whether it was uh, in the ring or backstage. I feel like this could be the start of Eric Young kind of taking what he was supposed to have in sanity mm-hmm. and yeah, making was, it a real thing. Like, I, I was going to say the same thing. 
like Eric Young's going to run a faction. So I could see a couple, maybe two, three more people possibly joining, joining up with him. Uh, hey, I, I liked him, him partnering up with uh, Sammy Callahan and Shamrock a couple weeks ago. Uh, too. That, I, I was pretty excited about Now, my question for you is, um, do you believe that there are going to be players that are already in that impact locker room? Or do you think we might see a small handful of sprinkling of new talent to come either in or back? You know, uh, well, I, I, I would bring in some outside people has been helpful, but yeah. I, I think there's a couple of guys in that locker room that could fall into that position. I, I think some new people would be beneficial to the impact roster in general, because that leads me to my next thing. I love when you give me segues, bro. You just alley-oop it, and I just fucking slam dunk them. But we just had the farewell match this week to the Rascals. So Impact's already losing three of those stars, Trey Miguel, Zachary <sighs> Wentz, and Desmond Xavier. And also in the news, Taya Valkyrie's contract is up soon, as well as Ethan Page. So if Impact does lose five of their superstars off of their roster, I think major. introducing some – uh, major stars i think introducing some new, new talent would be beneficial to the roster in general well, yeah let's talk, let's talk about the rascals let me ask you your opinion mm-hmm. which which was sadder the new day's final match on smackdown or the rascals farewell match on impact i've got to say for me hands down it was new day um, okay you know i i have definitely been i i I speak very harshly about them putting tag teams together in the WWE, especially when they make them successful. I then speak even more harshly when they put a tag team together, I buy in and they split them up for no reason and to do nothing with them. IE the bar. I think the problem was, or or the iconics. Jesus. We're not going to talk about that. That's going to get too angry. But um, I, I think, I think my thing was I was a big uh, Biggie Langston fan. I've always been a Ziggler fan. I've also right. always liked the heavy. I'm a fan of that. It goes back to when I was a kid at Shawn Michaels and diesel, um, tons of other people there. There's a million and five other examples, but mm. I always, I always liked that diesel character standing behind him, the leather glove mm. clasping the fist with the glasses. And when Ziggler went out and got the ridiculously impressive human that is this guy big e langston in my brain i said okay sweet he's gonna get the uh uh, kevin nash treatment this guy will be a champion one day he's learning the ropes from a technician like ziggler and then they really did nothing with him until the new day came along i was not very familiar with creed uh obviously i had known kingston because he was WWE forever. Mm-hmm. And I bought in hard. I mean, if you go upstairs, I've got one of those, uh, uh light up unicorn heads. Mm-hmm. I, I was chanting new day sucks. I, I love to hate them in the beginning when they were trying to be heels. And then mm-hmm. even probably right at the cusp, I, I am definitely the mark for this situation, but I bought into it big time. So when they split up, They've been a tag team longer than the Rascals were in Impact, so I think Rascals that might be like what, what it a, is too. Rascals had like two what years. a two, two, three, yeah, two year run, three year young, if that. And yep. I don't even know were were the Rascals a team before they came to Impact, or did they they formed the team when they came to Impact? Do you know that? You know what that that would be a Wade question. That okay, would be Wade a Wade question. I'm not, yeah, definitely but, not 100 percent sure on that. Mm-hmm. 
But on that same topic, now they had their farewell match. Uh, that is now one tag team that they are losing. I did mention Ethan Page. If Ethan Page decides to not sign back with Impact, they're going to lose the North again. So that's two tag teams they're going to be losing off of that roster. Um, well, not not just that, but you got to figure. I mean, the the North is the longest ten or the longest reigning men's tag team champions mm-hmm. and Taya Valkyrie. I mean, it's only a few days less, like three, three, four, five days less mm-hmm. than the North had it. She's the longest running knockouts, knockouts champion. champion. Yep. Uh, these are big, big names saying bye-bye. Yeah. But big, big, big time players. Uh, the only ones that we know for sure are gone are the rascals. Cause they already uh, branded that match as their farewell match this week. Now, yep. Rumor. Now, I want to talk about some of the the new class that are reporting to the uh, Performance Center over on WWE. Uh, It has been announced over the past few weeks about uh, some indie stars, Alex Zane and Ben Carter. Not Mm -hmm. familiar with them. They don't even have Wikipedia pages, these two, but they're they're two names that made headlines. But also in that same conversation, uh, rumor and innuendo says that Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz from the Rascals also reporting to the PC inconspicuous by his absence is Desmond Xavier. Now, Maddie, you had mentioned at the farewell match, the goodbye kind of seemed a little weird, a little off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can little, you- little, little disjointed. I felt like, I felt like, uh, um, there was definitely a group of two and then a group of one. Mm-hmm. I felt like we got Trey Miguel and, and Wentz, uh, doing a little bit more of the, the hugging and crying and Dez was kind of over more with Rich Swan still and, and mm-hmm. things like that. I just, uh, I didn't know what you had just told me mm-hmm. perception wise, but also, I mean, it's just reporting to the PC, you know, right. maybe, m- maybe because of family or travel or restrictions, you know, um, Dez has to quarantine. It, it's, you know, mm-hmm. re- reporting to the PC could mean, absolutely anything it could just be tv training or promo class or whatever it is it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not coming up and it also doesn't mean that they're not a group but yeah for for those two names and not you know the former rascals or all three of them to be named it is a bit you know it's a bit of a head scratcher yeah i want to take a quick minute though and and jump down a rabbit hole with you maddie g a what a rabbit hole you mentioned this off air about your thoughts with the rascals and where they potentially could end up, please share your fantasy booking with us on where the rascals go. So my fantasy booking starts very simply. The rascals lived in the treehouse, hung out in the treehouse, party in the treehouse. They did childish things, including talking about each other's moms as though they were still <laughs> kind of children. Um, and I don't mean like childish mom jokes. I mean like, yo, invite your mom up, you know, like, right, right. like, like as though they were still young people. Uh, I've noticed for the past couple of weeks, I'm sure a lot of other people have as well, that Alexa Bliss has been doing your standard wiggle the fingers under the chin, uh, uh, rascals salute, if you will, while she has been with Bray Wyatt in the funhouse. I would love to see all three of the rascals sitting Indian style on the floor as a quote unquote live studio audience for the fly, firefly funhouse mm-hmm. transition them and their young look and their young abilities and take them. I would just cherry pick them straight from what they were doing, get rid of the getting high smoking weed gimmick. Cause it's mm-hmm. WWE right. and turn it into, uh, I don't know, candy loving children who have been seduced by the craziness that is 
your neighbor and mine, Bray Wyatt from the Firefly Funhouse. I love it. I, I love that fantasy booking, but I, I will miss their uh, their sit down conversations in the in the treehouse, a la very uh, that seventy show. That seventy show, yeah, where, where it has all the smoke in the back. I also will miss the sound of the bong rip at the beginning of their entrance music. Yeah, you know that's going away. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm excited to see where they end up. But now let's move uh, move on to NXT. NXT had a pretty big week this week. There was Huge. a lot of talks about the return of Finn Balor. Uh, discussing the future of the NXT championship. Well, they made a whole big to do about it. It really got me drawn in. And you, we both agreed off the air that NXT was a grade a show this week. Top I to think bottom. the, the dominant show this week. Yes. Agreed. But Balor came into the ring right after EO Shirai uh, retained her championship against Rhea Ripley, which was another amazing match. I just got I goosebumps. The women over in NXT are killing it. The women in NXT is the best women's division in all of wrestling right now. Just watching that tag team match between Tony Storm and Ember Moon taking on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, I was like, holy shit, there are four main eventers right here. By, by the way, Ember Moon shoot kicked gonzalez in the head yes so hard and then and then dakota kai popped her popped back ember moon later Mm -hmm. like first of all the match was insane it was fantastic and like you said four main eventers absolutely i feel like they have you said it's the best women's division and i have to agree i feel like their top shelf talent is the deepest of everything the fall off is pretty big i am pretty excited for casey catanzaro getting some tv time Mm -hmm. you know i'm a fan of hers i I like the backstory i like her agility and the things that she can do do i think she's a main eventer definitely not do i think she has the possibility to get there i'm not sure i think there's a a huge gap in talent Mm -hmm. but i feel like the top shelf talent in nxt women is the most robust by far agreed and and that that leads us right over to the the main event talent in the men's side. So again, we have Balor returning. He got cut off and interrupted very very quickly by none other than who we have said is must see TV. Pat Mr. Twenty Twenty, Mr. Twenty Twenty, being the brand or whatever his his thing is about the brand. Pat McAfee comes out with his friends. Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, our current NXT Tag Team Champions, along with the bruiserweight Pete Dunne. They confronted Balor. Uh, I did like how Balor ended it. You know, when the cat's away, the mice will play. But look what this cat dragged, cat dragged in. in. And then oh. out comes the, the return of, of UE, Undisputed Era, in full force. And then later on at the night, it was announced. War Games is coming back. As we mentioned last week, War Games is synonymous with Survivor Series weekend now. And we're going to have Undisputed Era taken on McAfee, Dunn, Lorcan, and Birch at War Games. Very excited for it. Undisputed Era oh, yeah. is synonymous with, with War Games. They have been oh, yeah. every War Games match since it returned and became a staple now in NXT over the past four years, I believe. Also, now because of this, they are a pure blood babyface stable. Oh, yeah. The turn is complete. Yep. They are just the whitest meat right now. And the thing I like the most about the return last night is we got a nice, I don't want to say long, but I'll say beefy promo from um, Pat McAfee. Thank you. From Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. And then when UE came out, 
That was it. Straight to fisticuffs. No bullshit. Yep. They didn't. They didn't talk. They, hey, we uh, we run the show. We're back now. I'm Adam Cole, baby. None of that. And shit. that's undisputed. Bang, bang, bang. Into it. Um, I do have to mention one other thing from NXT. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have to mention a couple things. I, I'll, I'll leave them out because this is going to be a long episode. We're without Wade. We still have a bunch to get to, and I'm sure that we're going to have a bonus episode in the next week or two just mm-hmm. with the amount of pay-per-views and things coming. Yeah. However, uh, I know I called Pat McAfee Mr. 2020. However, in this week's episode of NXT, Tommaso Ciampa cut my favorite promo I might have ever heard ever. I, you know, Dusty in his hard times. You know, you could take the 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 cup of coffee and the cream rising to the top from Randy. You could do anything you want to do with the greatest talkers on earth. You want to give me Piper's pit? That's fine. Tommaso Ciampa walked backstage and said, "I thought I made it clear enough. I want to fight him," and yeah. walked it away. Cut and dry. The greatest, the greatest wrestling promo ever. I thought I made it plain enough. I want to fight him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for saying less, it it was still pure gold, but you're right. It it was, it was great. And again, NXT, if you haven't seen NXT this week, go back on the network and go check it out. Definitely watch it from this past week. If you've never watched NXT, if you've ever been on the fence about NXT, go watch this week's show. Mm-hmm. The pacing, the matches. I thought that that was EO's best title defense so far. I know Agreed. that Wade Wade knows more about women's wrestling than I do. I'm sure he'll pull out some match she had before she was born in a country I've never heard of <laughs> against an opponent who's fictitious. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think her best television title defense mm-hmm. ever right. was this one. Rhea Ripley is one of my favorites. I love her. She's a beast. The tag... No, no, I was gonna say oh, I wanted to I wanted to bring up Rhea Ripley, but continue your thought first. The the women's tag match got four women over at the same time, mm-hmm. including a returning Ember Moon and a returning Tony Storm. Right. Getting two getting two people on the same team over at the same time seems like it might be easy. I don't think it is. All four of those women took a step forward, including Dakota Kai, who I don't like at all. Really? I thought she did it. Yeah, oh, I, thought, I, thought she's, I think she's great. I love Dakota Kai. I, I have no problem with her abilities. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. When I say I don't like somebody, it's generally either their presentation or their character. I either judge the book by the cover or mm-hmm. I am not a fan of the things they do. Cameron Grimes, great wrestler. I can't mm-hmm. stand his. Oh, shtick. yeah, me, me too. Yeah, I'm the same him. way. I can't stand the shtick. But you know what? His match against Loomis this week was a little bit of comedy. Mm-hmm. A little bit of thuggery. It right. was fantastic. So, friends and family, do yourselves a favor. If you have ever been on the fence, if you own the network and you've never clicked, or if you don't watch AEW and you have nothing else to do on Wednesdays, check out this past week's NXT. It was right. a fire show, and it's only two hours. Right. So, to Piggyback off of what you were saying earlier about how the women's division, actually what we both agreed on, how the mm-hmm. women's division is so stacked and there's so much depth right now of the women's division in NXT. We just saw Rhea Ripley lose that championship match to Io Shirai. Rumor has it that that, might have been, that may have been her send-off match 
If you oh, notice, no. if you notice the way Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai were consoling each other at the end of the match and everything, big hugs. Oh man, Io Shirai missed it. Rhea was going to raise her hand up, and Io was trying to get the belt on. I was like, yeah. oh, she was going to put you over, man. Yep, yeah, that that would have been a good. I noticed that too. But, oh God, I, again, I really hope not. You know, that, I mean, the main roster is where NXT stars go to die. Uh, unfortunately, that's that that's the truth of it. Uh, but. I think the women's division on both Raw and SmackDown can use someone like Aria Ripley. I mean, maybe more so on Raw because SmackDown has your Sasha Banks and your Baileys over there. But uh, I really don't want to see Aria Ripley on the main roster. I, but, I don't. I don't want to see anybody go to the main roster anymore. Yeah, because also the main WWE's main roster already lost two other female stars over the past week. One with Chelsea Green, who mm. made her debut, her second debut. Oh God! And got injured a second time, broke her, rebroke her wrist. Unfortunately, uh, we do wish her a speedy recovery yeah, and hope good, that they good do luck, something Chelsea. with Chelsea Green. I don't think Chelsea Green is going to reach superstardom in WWE television. They no, have I, not allowed her to use her hot mess gimmick, which is what got her over on the indies. Mm-hmm. Yep. She is she's too white meat, baby face, pretty girl, very, very co- cookie cutter. W- women's wrestler you know that's mm-hmm. the way that they're they, they they perceive her she needs to have a gimmick that hot mess gimmick was great the the the, the half bride thing was awesome they gotta yep. let her kind of come out of her box and be her character but we won't see that for a while though she's injured but also the other star Zelina vega oh, um god listen there's a, there's a lot the best, to unpack. the best thing about quarantine wrestling she carried wwe through quarantine wrestling when there was no fans in in the arena at all she and great. obviously there's a lot more in in uh into her release that i will get more in depth with once Wade brother wade is back we're gonna have a nice conversation about that um my stance isn't like well fuck wwe i can't, can't believe they released her no, no, from, no, from no. Being no, no. a businessman myself, I do understand why it happened, you know. But again, we'll discuss that more with Brother Wade is back. But so they just lost Chelsea Green for a, a, a short amount of time, hopefully, and Zelina Vega for the uh, for the foreseeable future. But also in wrestling news, Marty Bell, female star from NWA, is no longer under contract yes. and is now a free agent. So you have all these moving parts in the women's division in pro wrestling right now, people are getting released. People are getting injured. People are making debuts, returns, free agents. It's a lot. Yeah. You know what? As we're talking, Maddie, I just realized I misspoke earlier going back to the impact knockouts tag team tournament. The tournament did start this week. I was going to let you slide. Yeah. I was going to let you slide. Yeah. Have a mistake on that. Have a Yep, Great match. Up, moving on the fir- in the first round. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, lots going on here with the women's division. Um, yeah, a um, lot, lot of lot of opportunity too. Uh, you know, yes, you look lots. at you look at a Marty Bell. I wasn't I wasn't super familiar with her prior to NWA, mm-hmm. and then because of what she did in NWA, um, I started looking up some of her other stuff. She can go. She can go. I got to see her at a BCW show uh that is not battle club by the way uh listeners that is a uh, brie b-r-i-i brie culture wrestling or brie brie something brie combat wrestling i i think is how, how you say it but i went there with brother wade back mm-hmm. in january and got to see marty bell live also on that card was jordan grace versus kimberly in a fucking phenomenal match sitting <laughs> the front yeah. row 
Pretty sure you can see myself and brother Wade in the videos. What do you mean? Pretty row. sure they sit on a, they sit on a spectator, like right next to you guys. <laughs> yep. You can see the disappointment in brother Wade's face. He's like, man, I'm, I'm right here. Sit on me. Hey, I'm disappointed because Jordan Grace still owes me at least one headlock, but M- Marty Bell though is a great talent. She was all, yeah. she was in the inaugural May young classic and yeah, good, good, good talker. Great, great look, great talker, great look, and just such a sweetheart of a, sweetheart of a person. I got her autograph that day. Great to meet her. Uh, I hope she finds her footing. But I think someone like Marty Bell, we mentioned off the air, would be really good over an Impact in the Knockouts division. Yeah, I think uh, I think that either Impact or AEW would be a good fit for her. Um, mm-hmm. AEW because of the um, Allison uh, Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. you know, pe- people that she's worked with before. Uh, also it's a division that could use some help and Marty Bell has that help. However, I think with her presentation, her look, her abilities, uh, I think that Marty Bell could be a, an instant star in Mm -hmm. impact. I think, I think she could have, um, maybe not as hot shot as Deanna Perrazzo, but I think that, you know, if she came over, she would make waves immediately, especially if there is an outgoing Taya Valkyrie. I think mm-hmm. Taya is going to leave. If this is true and this happens and Taya leaves, I think that is a gigantic hole to fill. She's legit. She's she's a, a large woman. She can mm-hmm. fight, she can fight a havoc as well as being able to fight um uh, the, and, the, the smaller wrestlers. And Alexa and, and, Bliss. Yes, I, I was going for the impact roster. Oh, okay. I was going for the I was going for the impact roster. Um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Eddie Edwards' wife, uh, uh, Alicia, Alicia Edwards. Mm-hmm. You know, she could fight an Alicia Edwards at the same point. She could fight uh, a, a havoc. Uh, she's got the talent. She's got the swag. She's got a legit gimmick and look mm-hmm. and everything about her. Um, I, I think I think it's a huge hole to fill, and Marty Bell could could be a pretty good fit to start to to close that gap of a real legit you know marty bell's definitely not the powerhouse that taya is but i think that you know with with her talent impact would be an awesome fit i'd love to see her there and she would get a chance to shine right away mm-hmm. but before we come to the end of the show here i want to circle back to taya valkyrie if she does leave where does she end up does she join her husband john morrison in wwe i think that would be a gigantic mistake um taya valkyrie has made a career out of being her own person and making the name for herself um, you know, I, I don't want her to, to leave. I, I love, right. I love the fact that she's part of, you know, wrestle house and, and the, the wedding of, uh, 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 Johnny Bravo and, 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 and Rosemary, Rosemary and, right. and the who shot Bravo. I just, I think that she's too multi-talented to, to go over. Do I mm-hmm. think that she might go over because, you know, Morrison's there? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. They could travel together. You know, they're not on the road now. Their schedules would sync up. Um, if, I think they, al- if they allow Ty to be who she is on WWE, she would be a she'd be a copy and instant, paste instant, instant star. Ma- main eventer star in WWE. She'd be up there with the Charlottes, the Beckys, the Sashas, the Oscars, the Rhea Ripley's, the Io Shirai. She would be up there. In, in my humble opinion, and again, I am not Wade, I am not the women's wrestling guru here, but the only way I can see her having a successful WWE run is if they give her the AJ Styles treatment. Come right. in as your gimmick, you be you, we're going to showcase everything you've already done, even if it's in other promotions, mm-hmm. and we're not going to push you through NXT. 
right. I don't think Taya Valkyrie fits into NXT at all right. unless she is going to come in and fucking dominate everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that that she would have to be on SmackDown where the wrestling is better and she can fight people like Asasha. I, don't get me wrong. I, I'd love to see Taya and Asuka, but I just don't think that the roster on Raw is deep enough to keep giving her legitimate opponents. Um, I feel like the roster on both Raw and SmackDown together isn't even deep enough. I feel like NXT's roster is deeper than the, yeah, the two, the two main, the main shows roster combined. combined. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I'll agree with that, especially doing things like, hey, man, the Gargano way is huge. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's use it to get Indy Hartwell over. Like right. they're they're doing they're doing homegrown talent shit in NXT, and like anytime anybody seems to try to get themselves over on the main roster, they're just like, hey, uh, everybody loves the Iconics, and we've done nothing with them, but they still love the Iconics. Okay, let's split them up. Let's break like, them up. Right. I, I just feel I just feel like Ty Valkyrie has worked so hard through. Mexico and Lucha Underground and Impact and all the indies creating the Wera Loca that a WWE move for her would just be a set of handcuffs where she won't get over. Right, right. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see now what happens with Taya. That was just the thought that I had. I figured, you know, she might end up where her husband is. But we also yeah, can't... No, no, great, great thought. I, yeah. And most likely, yes. She's a, a big name and a good get. And, and you know, it's going to be it's gonna be the new toy. And she's mm-hmm. going to come out to, to fanfare and everything's going to be great. And the minute somebody on the writing table decides that, you know, the, the, the Taya Valkyrie that's worked for the past 15 fucking years isn't the right Taya Valkyrie, they're going to fuck her. Right. Now, we also can't forget about the women's division over in NXT UK. This past week, we just had a really great Falls Count Anywhere match between the, the longest reigning NXT UK women's champion, Kaylee Ray, taking on Piper Niven. Again, if you haven't seen that match or if you don't watch NXT UK, I do recommend you watch the Falls Count Anywhere match between Niven and Kaylee Ray, or KLR as they call her. But also some news in NXT UK. They are adding, it looks like, two more titles <laughs> to their ranks so yes. one, one story that actually has some depth to it is prior to the pandemic jordan devlin was the nxt and still is the nxt cruiserweight champion because of traveling restrictions he was unable to defend it so they had an interim cruiserweight championship tournament which ultimately was won by santos escobar formerly known as el hijo del fantasma but it looks like johnny saint the gm for nxt uk uh got uh was able to uh obtain a sanction for jordan devlin to defend the nxt cruiserweight championship on the nxt uk brand mm-hmm. so it looks like it's going to turn into the nxt uk cruiserweight championship which i'm okay with because they don't have any kind of like mid-card title over in nxt um and also we're coming down to the finals of the uh, nxt uk heritage cup tournament finals are down to a kid taking on trent seven and it looks like the winner of this is going to be the Heritage Cup champion. Don't know if it's going to be an actual belt or if it's going to be a trophy or some kind of award you win, but it will be something you will defend moving forward. Very similar to Ring of Honor and the pure title. Pure, if, yep. you, if you're going to defend the pure defend the pure title, you defend it with pure rules. <laughs> if it's the Heritage Cup title, it's going to be Heritage Cup rules, which is six three-minute rounds, two out of three falls. There's a lot a lot of different rules involved in this, which is pretty cool. Again, if you haven't seen it to go check out Noam Dar versus a kid 
from last week's NXT UK, one of the better matches uh, in the tournament. So just some news over in NXT UK to touch on with those titles. Let's very quickly talk about AEW. Big congratulations to John Moxley and Renee Paquette on the announcement of their first child. Boo. I know as much Maddie hates uh, hates children, but I got to ask you, Maddie, that we were talking about Mox and Omega last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, as AEW is calling it, winter is coming. And next week, Mox and Omega will be facing each other for the AEW championship. Do you think with this news of Mox being a uh, father now is going to have any kind of, what's the word I'm thinking of, any kind of effect on the outcome of this match? Do we know how far along Renee is? We don't. I have to assume it's pretty fresh. If it's fresh, I don't think it has anything to do with the upcoming match whatsoever. If she were getting ready to pop in the next, you know, month or two or whatever, if, if it was a um, a Becky Lynch situation, then I could see the same thing happening with like a Rollins. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this match just becomes a bloodbath and Mox takes some time off afterwards. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know enough of the, the, the pieces mm-hmm. um, going forward. Uh, yeah. I do like that they announced Kenny during the contract signing as the cleaner. Tony yes. said it. Yes. Um, I do like the fact that uh, the badass, the champ, caught a beat down in the back. Uh, I, I, I just, I like what's going on. Do I mm-hmm. think that that the pregnancy has any bearing on this? No. I think it's just another piece of fodder for Moxley to bring his real life into this into thing. This you know, right, right. you. you you you've made me fight my friends. You've made me fight that you've had me do this. All the decks are stacked against me, blah, 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 blah. I think this might be a thing that they run with for a little bit. Right. Uh, I think regardless of the pregnancy story being a th- not story, but the pregnancy in real life being a thing with Moxley, uh, I don't think it has a bearing either on the yeah. outcome. And I still think Omega is going to take the title off Mox. I think, I think Moxley's reign has come to an end and we're going to go into the new year with a new AEW champion. You and Wade have been saying that for a long time. You guys are also champion haters. Um, you always, <laughs> you always like, call us that. <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, it's EO's time to drop the belt. Mm-hmm. Really? Cause I think she just had a fucking classic this past week mm-hmm. as a title right. defense. Um, and oh my god, you see Rhea Ripley's ear get caught on EO. Oh my god, ear. yes. Oh, uh, dude, that, man. I fucking cringed when I saw oh, that. Oh, and then it was because I, I saw her like like she had her head kind of pinned to mm-hmm. uh, uh, EO when she put her up on the corner. Right. And then like she took the earring out and threw it across. Oh, yeah. God, brutal. Brutal. Yeah, but that was rough. But um, I, I like Moxley's champion. I know you guys don't. And, and the other thing that I like is, and I know you guys don't like it, he doesn't, he doesn't fight all the time it's special Mm -hmm. it's special people that hated on the brock lesnar situation i didn't i didn't this the idea of your grand champion that that's why the tv title is there that's why the tnt title is there that's why the american uh title should matter or or the the um intercontinental belt Mm -hmm. should matter those are your workhorses your champion is special I, i like the run that's going on Okay. Do I want to do I want to see Kenny with the belt? Hmm. Absolutely. Do I want to see the cleaner dominate? I mean, like I'm talking like a Bruno San Martino run. Like I want Kenny as the cleaner to have that belt for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
But if they don't make it happen right now, I'm okay with it. I like the Moxley run. I like his promos. I like his matches. I like everything that's going on. And now granted a lot of people, I, I don't know if we've ever had comments. I don't know if people say anything to me or about me. I know that I'm an AEW mark, but you know what? Screw you, man. It's a new promotion. I want it to do well. And I like the things they're doing. I mm -hmm. am a mark because the last two times that somebody went up against the WWE, they lost, got absorbed and got ruined. Vince beat ECW, then buried their guys, sent in his guys to dominate everybody, ruined the brand, and it went away. Mm -hmm. Vince finally beat WCW. What happened? He absorbed their guys, buried their guys, had his guys go in and beat their guys, and then they went away. Mm -hmm. Wrestling's at its best when there's competition. Everybody said it. I'm not being a philosopher over here. There's actually some competition out there, guys. Let, mm -hmm. Let's cheer for this. We don't have to hate everything all the fucking time. Enjoy some of the things that are happening and, and we're going to continue to get more. So I, I hate to, I, I play the fence all the time and I'm definitely an AEW mark because I like what they're doing, but I'm really fine. If either guy takes the championship right now, do I want Kennedy to be champion? Absolutely. Does it have to be December 2nd? No. Right. Well, let's talk about another AEW title, the TNT championship um, yeah. held right now by Darby Allen. Darby Allen is kind of in this other, mashup uh with him and cody who he defeated for the tnt championship taking on mm -hmm. members of team taz this week on dynamite and we saw a heel turn happen that we did not i don't think any of us really saw coming so you had brian cage and uh ricky starks along with taz beating on cody and darby allen at the end of their match and then out comes your boy will hobbs my man with the steel chair in hand thinking mm -hmm. he's going to come out and he's going to be on the side of Rose because in the past we've seen him come out to help help the, the, the faces like the John Moxley's and the Darby Allens in the past. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, he, he's, I, he, he, he was standing up to the heels as much as he was backing up the faces. He was right. the ultimate good guy. Yeah, but it looks like Taz kind of got into the ear of Will Hobbs and made him an offer he couldn't refuse. So Will Hobbs has aligned himself now with Team Taz, which I think is, I think it's a great addition because you said it yourself a couple months ago. Will Hobbs is a future star that was being utilized a lot on AEW Dark mm -hmm. and really got that, I mean, w without there being a title in, in, in the picture, but he definitely got rocket strapped on the main roster and became a substantial part of the storylines. Yeah, and, and to be perfectly honest, if if he has any shortcomings, I don't know much about him at all. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know him prior to AEW. I, I actually became a fan of his because of dark. And I even said this right. to you, but before he even got that a nice title in the back, by the way, um, before he even ever got the push, I said, look, there's this guy on dark. You guys got to mm -hmm. check out. He's a big guy. He's got good moves. I like his look. He's just, he's cool. Um, being paired up with somebody who's been in the business as long as Taz and who spins as many plates. Taz is pretty good on commentary. He's done mm -hmm. commentary for every promotion he's ever worked with. Um, he's held titles. Mm -hmm. He's created his own stable. He makes stars. Um, I don't think we see Brian cage as much as we should. Yeah. I, I think that will Hobbs is going to help solidify. I feel like team Taz is, um, Ricky Starks and right. That's exactly how it feels. I, I feel like, I feel like there's been a couple of 
debuts on AEW that were kind of missed opportunities. One of mm-hmm. them being Brian Cage. Big. I also have my thoughts about Brody Lee and also Lance Archer, but I think Brian Cage is probably more of the bigger missed opportunity. And I think that's partially because of Brian Cage himself. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I heard an interview with him on Busted Open right after he was uh, after he debuted, and just listening to him talk. He sounds and and it wasn't him being in character. He sounds like his shit don't stink, and he didn't, yeah he bought, he believes his own stuff. Yeah, I he feel believes the same his way. own shit, and I just feel like that's because of the, of him, not because of the booking. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But a, definitely a very big turn with Will Hobbs joining Team Taz, and, uh, and it, it just creates a lot more opportunity. You know, yeah. Um, when when the when the steam falls out of this, um, Brian Cage, Cody. Ricky Starks, Darby Allen situation, mm-hmm. you know, you've got another member, you know, Brian, Brian and, and Will Hobbs can be a tag team. Ricky, I, R- Ricky Starks is a fucking star. He is a star. Yes. He is going to do nothing but get better and bigger. But I think that having a guy where if they don't have something for somebody with those three guys, you can have a tag team and a single star. You could have a six man possibility. I'm saying having Thank a you. third guy. Yes. Yes. Having I'm a sorry. third guy in mm-hmm, team Taz is not only smart for team Taz, but it's smart for the talent in team Taz. They now have multiple options, right? You, and you said, speaking you said of six options, man. well, hold on. You said six man and yep. w- look at what else happened on dynamite. You have, mm-hmm. we have the return of Pac last week. So now the Lucha brothers realign themselves with Pac as the death triangle, which, and now I, you have, which I love it. And you have them feuding against Kingston butcher and blade, but, which is great. Perfect. I, I personally, I would like to see the six of them together as one whole faction. Cause that's a fucking dominant heel faction right there. If I ever saw one, but I like, I like the story between the, the six of them separately it's, right now as well. It's hard though, because now we've got three heel factions, right? Four heel, four heel factions. Four. If you include the dark Zero, order z- five, then five, right. Inner circle. Oh yeah. Inner, and inner yeah, circle, inner circle, dark order, death triangle, Whatever Taz, they're getting, the, the family and Team yeah. Taz. Mm-hmm. And we have zero. I mean, I guess technically speaking, if three's a faction, you could say best friends, but like, yeah, what wh- what's, you know, there, there's no more elite. SCU. If, Ken, if, if Kenny's going, SCU. no, nope, nope. Christopher Daniels isn't wrestling much, and Scorpio Sky is earmarked to be a single star. That's, they've been pushing him like that. I know. And, anyway. and good, for, good for him. Good for yeah. him. I also uh, on dark uh, Kaz wrestled as a single too on dark. So I've been noticing Kaz and, and sky both being on dark a lot and not really so much with Daniels. We might. Yeah. We uh, Dan, Daniels is doing the old, uh, the old JR WWE job too. Uh, he's doing talent relations. Gotcha. Um, okay. He's also 50. Right. So holy shit. He's 50 years old. I think, I think he just had his oh, 50th. Wow. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember they made that whole deal about, you know, uh, uh, 50 seconds over 50 or what, whatever it was. Oh yeah. It's um, right. Okay. I, I, I still like him a lot. Mm-hmm. The fallen angels, the man, uh, yeah. he, he, he's super credible and I love to see you. I just, uh, I, I don't think that they're going to, they, they might dust that off to help put over a, a, an older team. Uh, I'm sorry, a newer heel team, right. but I, I just, I don't know. We, we're going to have to, you know, maybe I don't know how the bastard can go face, but like, right we've got to have some good guys in there if we're going to have six man battles. Right. Agreed. 
and the what? Bucks. The Bucks have always been somewhere. You know, when they were at Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor had a six-man team. When they were in New Japan, New Japan, I think, invented the six-man title. Um, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if in the next year or two, one of the things that we see is that six-man tag title. Yeah, we, we've talked about that being an option in, in a lot of different promotions because they a lot of the – a lot of the factions that we see have been three, maybe four person, but th- yep. three man factions has been very a lot more common over the past four to five years or so. I'd say. I think we have again. I think we have the popularity of the New Day to thank for that. Yep. You know the Green. the Freebird, uh, the New Day took um, an idea that the Freebirds had with the Freebird rules mm-hmm. and yep. just crushed it. Now you can't rinse and repeat. Those three guys are magic. I mean, mm. you know, Kofi was always the unsung hero. Whenever you needed something spectacular, you went to him, even though they wouldn't give him a title shot. Uh, same thing with with Big E. Big E was just put by the wayside. Remember in the beginning, they gave Big E to Ziggler because they said he didn't have the personality to make it on his own. He right. he had no person. In what fucking world does Big E not have personality? Yeah. And then, and then Woodsy, I mean, those, those guys got over on their own. They, 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 they laid it all out there. So you can't rinse and repeat, but the popularity of the new day in the mainstream that is WWE, I think opened the door for a lot of this small faction to happen again. It doesn't all have to be NWO 64 members. Right. But now let's stay on WWE to finish off today's episode. We are running out of time. I want to talk to you real quick. I want to have a, a little discussion about, our new WWE champion. That's right. We have a new, new. WWE champion with Drew McIntyre defeating Randy Orton on Raw this week. Now that's the first. That's the first time in five years or so, I believe, that the championship has changed hands on a Monday Night Raw. Now I want. Now obviously WWE and Vince McMahon have their eyes set on Drew McIntyre as being one of their main event players moving forward because he has done a lot for the company too through the pandemic era where there was nobody in the crowd to having the screens in the crowd to even having some people just out there in the crowd or pretending to be a crowd do you think now the 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 conversation piece is that ever since john cena there will be never be another john cena right which means like wwe can't produce megastars anymore Mm -hmm. they can't they don't produce superstars because now like back in the day hulk hogan sold tickets steve austin sold tickets cena sold tickets now the wwe sells tickets like who who is the face of the of the brand do you think my question to you is this do you think that vince thinks drew mcintyre could be the face of the company and do you think that he could be. That's an interesting question. I'm going to give it in a couple of parts. Part number one is I am of the same mind. This was not my original thought. I am regurgitating this information, but I've heard multiple people say, you've mentioned busted open before other podcasts, things like that. The WWE will never make another star like that because John Cena could say no. The rock stone cold could say no. The WWE does not ever want to produce another star that's bigger than the brand. Mm -hmm. The brand is supposed to be all important. And like you said, WWE is what sells tickets. Now WWE is coming to the neighborhood. People are going to buy tickets. It used to be shit. We got to go see stone cold and the rock. Now it's, we got to go see 
Raw or SmackDown. It's not the people anymore. So mm-hmm. does Vince want to do that with somebody? I'd have to say no. Right. Do I think that he could be that guy? I've got to say no. I don't think that Drew is going to be able, especially especially with there being zero crowd, mm-hmm. especially with him being champion this long, with there not being a crowd, it's not going to be new and fresh when he wins. And I think that mega pop when you finally win the title is what starts to put you into that stratosphere of we waited long. We were on this trip together with you, a la right. Daniel Bryan, a la when Stone Cold finally got the big belt, a la when Mick Foley got put on people's shoulders and carried mm-hmm. out. And that was on a regular Raw, like you said, it hasn't yeah. been for a while. I think to hit that stratosphere, the wrestler needs the fans and the fans need to get behind the wrestler. So my answer in long form on both parts is no. Yeah, Uh, I do agree on that on that statement, because I've also been very critical about Drew McIntyre's run as champion because he is Drew McIntyre is a people's champion. And because if you, you look at him prior to WrestleMania, before the pandemic happened, Everything he did was for the fans. His whole countdown, the three, two, one. two, one, with the fans. When he did the whole WrestleMania point, he goes, I don't want to point. We're all going to point with me. Ready? One, two, three. And everyone points to the WrestleMania sign. Once the audience was gone, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre lost something. So I think during this pandemic era, Thunderdome era, whatever you want to call this era of wrestling, this is now not Drew McIntyre's time. Because when Drew McIntyre is on my TV – with, by himself in the ring on the mic, he mm-hmm. doesn't draw me in. I need to see Randy Orton come out. I need to see uh, the Fiend or the Miz come out. If someone else is involved in that in that program, then I, then I'm more inclined to watch and and feel more in, involved in what Drew McIntyre is doing. But mm-hmm. by himself, it's white meat babyface, and there's not enough substance to him and his character to really draw me in alone. So I think. Maybe it's a lack of charisma. I'm not saying he's not charismatic, but it's not The Rock. The it's Rock, not electrifying charisma. Exactly. The Rock could come out, raise his fucking eyebrow, and everyone's like, that's it. I'm sold. I want to see what he has to say. Or also, even even not a talker. What about Lesnar just doing his hop just to doing get his ready? Hop back and forth, right? You're like, yo, this guy's going to go murder somebody. I have to see what's happening. Right. So you're right. I don't feel like Drew McIntyre could be that guy. I don't even know who could be the guy because, like, Who's over right now? I guess you could say Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. Randy Orton's over. No, no, not not to that level. There's a difference between over and uber status. Right. So if these people are over, they're not at that uber status where they can carry the company. Yeah. You know, but but also they're they're a lot more handcuffed, especially now that there's not that live feel. If you go out there now and go into business for yourself like they used to. Mm-hmm. you're going to get cut off. You're going to get sca- scathing mm-hmm. Guy, guys used to go out and, and they would go off script or they would do whatever they had to do to get over with the crowd. And a lot of people said that during the attitude era, it was so cutthroat. More people were asking for forgiveness than permission. Mm-hmm. And they were going out and trying out their shit. And you just can't do that anymore. L- let's compare wrestling today to wrestling back in like the eighties. Back in the 80s, look at the roster you had. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw out a name. You tell me if they were over or not. Hulk Hogan. Over. Andre the Giant. Over. Superfly Jimmy Snuka. 
Super over. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Hogan level over. P- Paul Orndorff. Incredibly over. The Rock Don Morocco. I uh, probably the original over. Yeah. The the original Heart Foundation, Nightheart and Bret Hart. Uh, actually, if you even expand the original Heart Foundation, yes. But if you if you expand the whole thing, every one of them was over, and they right. were over as a faction. Exactly. They don't have that anymore now no. with WWE. They don't know how to fucking produce superstars. Stop calling them superstars because that's what you've been calling them for all these years because they're no longer superstars. Nope. You know, and th- that's the unfortunate thing. But you know what? On that same note, let's finish off the show today with a quick rundown of our predictions for this weekend's Survivor Series. So can, can I just give a quick caveat? Yeah, of course. Um, Friends and family, I want to thank you all for listening to the New Normal Wrestling Podcast. If you are short on time, uh, this is where you can just stop listening because we have been so fucking wrong on <laughs> our know. predictions lately. On all our predictions. Like, like, like we're, like, I think we got one match right at full gear, and that was mm-hmm. the Orange Cassidy match. Yep. However, I do want to say that a lot of what our predictions are is what we think they're going to do. We usually offer what we think they're going to do and then what we want to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that we've not been putting in what we want to happen the past couple of weeks. And that's why we've been so that's wrong. Why. And I love, I love that WWE impact and AEW are swerving us. Yeah. They're not giving us what we expect. So that was a lie. Listen carefully. It's unpredictability. Wrestling is at its best when it's unpredictable. And that's what these big events are doing. And we said offline too. It's like the build for survivor series has been very, very lackluster. But they're going to swerve the fuck out of us this weekend, and they're going to have put on a great show. At least, I, listen, I have high expectations for the event itself because of what it's we've survivors. seen yeah. in a lot of their B-side events. Like, look at Extreme Rules. Look at Clash of the Champions. They were great pay-per-views, you know? And I hope that Survivor Series can can live to that hype. So let's uh, run although, down the card. I'm although, sorry, go ahead, in, go ahead. In, in a weird turn, the women's Survivor Series match got even worse. Yes, you know what? Let's start with that. So Sounds the women, good to me. The Women's Survivor Series match, Team Raw, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, fucking Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce, because Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are now injured and were taken out of the match. That means Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke was a pet project. It didn't work. Before it got too out of hand, they fucking pulled them and buried them. <sighs> and, now... And, and, with that being said, I drafted Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke to uh, on on my team. Can, can I trade them? Yeah, we'll talk off air about that. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, I, I, and I feel I feel like they've dropped the ball with Lacey Evans. I feel like they brought her out to a lot of fanfare mm-hmm. and a lot like the vignettes they had, the weeks and weeks, her yep. coming down and not even wrestling, her entrance, everything. They put her in the ring. She was a little bit green. They started putting her on superstars and things like that. She got her shit together. Mm-hmm. I like the gimmick. They were putting everything together. And then she's just been off TV for no reason. Yeah. So, yeah, and and the fact that they just threw Peyton Royce and Evans into the team. I mean, I, yes, they I guess they had their qualifying matches in the law, so they were the next two up. And also, who else does Raw even have anyway? But right now, they're taking on uh, over on Team SmackDown. Bianca Belair. Going to win it all. Uh, I think so. <laughs> Bianca's going to be the, the sole survivor. The sole survivor. Yeah. She's, Bianca- you, know, you know what? I'd actually like to see her and a member of the Riot Squad standing tall. Yes, that's what yeah, that's all we know right now for Team SmackDown is Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Morgan, sorry, and my girl Ruby Riot. 
Uh, by the way, Liv Morgan is going to have a WWE Network special coming out very soon as well. So I like to see how they really dive in deep into her rebuilding and stuff into her her uh, her return uh, earlier this year. Yeah, she still she's gone more through ma- more. She's gone through more turns than a fucking rotary <laughs> engine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we still like, have two members on. that have not been announced yet. We're going to find that out uh, pro- later on tonight. Or actually, by the time you're listening to this, you probably already have the two members at this point. Uh, for Team SmackDown. Predictions? Raw or SmackDown? Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying that SmackDown is the better show. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that SmackDown has the better competitor. I think that Bianca Belair is, as of right now, as far as singles go, head and shoulders above everybody else in the match, including her own teammates. Mm-hmm. I also think Bianca Belair has the most to gain I think that a team raw loss could be the split that we finally need between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. You know, those two losing could create the rift that's going to have them drop the women's title. Right. Um, my prediction, short and long and not so sweet, long and sour, <laughs> I'm going to take Team SmackDown and I'm going to say that Bianca is one of the soul one one of the soul one of the survivors mm-hmm. um and please 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 do that she's such a talent she has such a good look and such a great upside mm-hmm. i think putting her into this match and having like nia Jax take her out with a samoan drop right away would be a huge disservice to everything she's worked for agreed uh i'm with you on that team smackdown bianca belair is going to be one of the if not the sole survivor, the, one of yeah. the survivors on Team SmackDown. Let's mm-hmm. go over to the uh, the men's uh, Survivor Series elimination match. We have Team Raw, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle taking on Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and another member to be determined. Uh, obviously, we're recording this only an hour at this point before SmackDown airs on <laughs> Fox. So by the time this airs, who knows this Last member could be totally wrong with my prediction, but my prediction is going to be Big E. Uh, yeah, I had said that a couple weeks ago. I think it would be a, a super good move for him. Uh, I think if anybody but Big E comes in, that Team Raw is going to take it. I think we're going to get 50-50 booking mm-hmm. because they're two different networks. I think uh, USA is going to want to look strong and Fox is going to want to look strong. Um, if you put Big E in, I think that Big E should take the – leader role i mm-hmm. think big e should be the team captain and get that group of messy people to the finish line um also with the team the way it is jay uso is already wrapped up in a storyline king corbin is already wrapped up in a storyline seth rollins is wrapped up in a storyline and taking time off and kevin owens can pretty much do whatever he wants right. um i think that we could run into a situation where big e shows leadership and this could be the start of his push against Roman. Mm-hmm. I have to go with Team Raw. I think because of the way the build has been up to this point, how this team is dysfunctional and cannot get on the same page, I think they're going to get on the same page somehow, and they're mm-hmm. going to get the W. Again, I I don't really have. I'm not really too invested. But you have guys like Keith Lee, Riddle, and AJ Styles, who are three of my favorite wrestlers. Currently, so I kind of have to go with my favorites just because they're all on the same team. I think if we get anybody except Big E on that team, Mm -hmm. it's a raw runaway. Right. 
Cool. All right. Now we have four champion versus champion matches where the titles are not on the line. Let's go first for our mid-card champions. we got Bobby Lashley, the current United States champion, taking on Sami Zayn, the current Intercontinental champion. Before you give your prediction, a quick caveat. Dave Meltzer reported that this match, uh, spoiler alert, if you don't want a spoiler, you could uh, fast forward. Meltzer says that this match is already being booked to be a squash match and have Bobby Lashley get the W. Why the fuck would you want to squash your Intercontinental Champion, your workhorse title? Because it already doesn't matter. I I did not know that. You gave that spoiler. Thanks. Um, I thought we didn't do that on this show. I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's Dave Meltzer, but, so take it with a grain of salt. It could be rumor and innuendo. Yeah, it's not It's not Japan. He doesn't yeah. know. Um I, I think Bobby Lashley needs this more. I think the Hurt Business needs this more. I think the Hurt Business needs more gold. I like what the Hurt Business is doing. It's one of the very few things I actually like from that show. Um, and it doesn't hurt Sammy at all. And that title is already bullshit. I don't think it hurts Sammy either. I already liked the way Sammy got the win over Apollo Crews this past week, how we like tied him up in the ropes on the uh, underneath the ring on Friday. And, and he won via count out. I like Sammy is like SmackDown's is like impacts version of Rohit Raju where he's like a chicken shit heel and he does whatever it takes to get the W. I tend to think Sammy needs the win more than Lashley and Lashley loses nothing. If he takes the L. So I'm going to go with Sammy Zayn on this one. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't care. I just think, exactly. I think Bobby, I think Bobby needs, I think Bobby needs the dub. That, that's the problem is we don't, care we're not invested in these no at uh, all let's, let's move on to the tag team champions we have the raw tag team champions the new day kingston and xavier woods taking on the street profits dawkins and montez ford i'm gonna have to go with the new day i guess getting the w but i also can see a heel turn with the profits um i i can i can see you know behind the curtain like i said i'm, I'm picking with my head on this one and not my heart um, I can definitely see the New Day putting over the Street Profits. They're the young up-and-coming team. I think they're going to be a team for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to have a breakup of of the two of them. And seriously, do the New Day need another accolade? Are they going to throw them a bone because they split them up? Maybe. Right. But I think the Street Profits have more to gain with a W. Okay. Let's talk about the women's champions taking on each other. Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Hey, it's going to be a great match, and I hope this is the match of the night. Technically, match of the night. Yeah. Uh, yep. I think I think Sasha's going to get the W, though. Sasha's oh, definitely going to get the win. Yeah. she. I think Sasha needs the win more right now, but also with the way they've been booking Asuka. Yep. Asuka they don't fucking, care about her. Asuka fucking needs a win, too. They don't care about Asuka. They don't care about the Raw women's title. They just don't yeah. give a fuck. It, it, it's secondary on raw to Lana being put through fucking commentating tables, but by, by the big oof every fucking week. There, there you go. There you go. It's, it's ridiculous. Retribution has a better timeline. And they have the more segments. Women's more fucking segments champion. Than the women's champion. And, and it's not just some random women's champion. It's right. not an experiment. It's not a fluke. It's not a, 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 a okay. One of my all time favorite flukes. Carmella, I know I harp on it a lot. Tell her we'll be done in just one second. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I know I, I know <laughs> I harp on it a lot, but I I absolutely loved the Carmella championship run because I wasn't a big Carmella fan. Right. And then when she got her time to shine, I feel like she shone. 
they're not doing this with Asuka. And Asuka's one of the best wrestlers on the fucking planet. Right. And you know what? I'm, I, I totally forgot about Carmella. Carmella is, has been going after Sasha for weeks now. She could very well get involved in this match and help Asuka get the W. Not that Asuka needs the help, but that could be your way around uh, Sasha taking the L, not really hurting Sasha because it was, it was uh, a dirty loss. I think I think that hurts Asuka. I just and I don't see them not doing it. I think you could be very right there. I just I feel like Asuka is just holding the title right now. Yeah, that that's the unfortunate thing. Uh, let's talk. I think a lot's going to change after Survivor Series because right now it's brand versus brand. Brand. Yep. It is that that that's the bulk of the storyline going into Survivor Series. So this I think is this is the very start of this. the push for Mania. Yeah, the, exactly. you're, you're right. Monday, this upcoming Monday, the Monday prior to Thanksgiving is the very beginning of WrestleMania season. Right. Let's talk about the last match, probably the main event of the night. We have the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, taking on the universal champion, Roman Reigns. It, I don't think, correct me if, if, if you think I'm wrong. I don't think either of them lose anything if either of them take the L. No. No, 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 no. With Drew McIntyre beating everybody that he's beaten in quarantine mm-hmm. and, and beating the piss out of Randy, what, like four times like, so far? Yeah. Um, I think if he loses to Roman, all that does is further the tribal chief story. And and Drew can still come out and in his charming way, just mm-hmm. be like, ah, you got the better of me. Uh, he's, he's a good man. Being that he is a pure face champion, he can take a loss, play it off, and it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, I think because there's so much depth in the Samoan dynasty storyline with, with yeah. Roman Reigns, Roman needs that needs that win more than Drew needs win. Like I said, like neither of them lose anything if they get the loss. But I think in terms of storyline, Roman, there's more depth involved in Romans than they're ending with Drew because Drew now he's I guess he's done with Randy Orton. He's just fighting Roman <laughs> because it's a brand we, versus brand. We've thought that eight times. Yeah, like what's next for Drew? So. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go oh. with Roman on this one. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely taking Roman on this one. All right, so let's see how close we are with our predictions. That's this Sunday, WWE Survivor Series, live from the Thunderdome on the WWE Network. And just announced, we have breaking news we got just when we started the podcast. Oh, that's The pre-show right. is a brand versus or a dual brand battle royal. Great. I, I got it. Awesome. I, I I already had my pick because I forgot that he was, he on, was even uh, on the card. <laughs> I forgot he was on Team SmackDown. Right. You told me about a battle royal, and I'm like, all right, well, they got another win for Corbin. Yeah, awesome. Right? They do uh they do provide the opportunity for some some stars to pop up and some some surprise appearances. You had mentioned a farewell for we're probably not going to see um Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley join right join now you know that would probably be a surprise for monday or friday of next week mm-hmm. however you know there might be a returning star or two there if right. it's everybody in the ring at the same time to just get started then basically they're just like hey thanks all for being here everybody gets a match well that's well if they're calling it a battle royal then there's going to be at okay. least 20 of them starting in starting the ring in, at the same time yep. yeah or, or so, so we think they, they're allowed to change the rules all the time. Shit, Impact changes the rules in the middle of their in the middle of the, of the show, right? <laughs> so, so that that's the breakdown for Survivor Series 2020. Uh, we'll have 2020. to see how, how our predictions. 
football when we return next week with Brother Wade. So, Maddie, that's all the time we have for today. Had a little bit of a marathon, went a little bit over an hour 15, but we had to hit a lot. We had a, a good conversation piece, man. We had a lot of There's good stuff to talk going. about. That's, that, that's There's why, a lot going. That's why we do what we do. We try to bring you as much wrestling news as possible in a short amount of time. So, fam, if you guys enjoyed this episode, thank you for listening to the Triple X episode of New Normal Wrestling, episode 30. Be sure to check us out right here every week on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. If you enjoyed us and show, want to show your support, check us out on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop and Instagram at Fourth Wall Pop Network. And also, big, big, big news. Keep your eyes peeled to our social media for the launch of the official Fourth Wall Pop Network merchandise store coming to you in weeks and the introduction of, ready drum roll please, the Fourth Wall Pop Network YouTube channel coming to you live starting in December. We have some big, big uh, news coming to you guys for the holiday season, a big promotion for our YouTube channel called The 12 Days of Christmas. So if you're feeling festive, be sure to keep a look on our social media for more updates on that. So, Did you say Festa? Festa? Festive. Oh, shout, out, shout out to my man, Brian Festa. He's uh, gigging tonight over at Ryland Inn. My man. What up, BF? Talk to you this morning. So, with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> I'm JC Bones. He's Maddie G. Shout out to good brother Wade. We miss you, bro. See you again next week. And as always, until next week, I bid you all a goodbye. Mwah. Mwah. And good night. Bang. Bang.